So one of the things that I read a lot on Twitter, and it's something that folks get really belligerent about, I often read the quote that it's not true, that's not reality, that you can't love someone else until you love yourself. A lot of people will fight you on this. And I'm not here to be correct. I'm not here to be right. I'm more here to illuminate something deeper. I'm here to help people understand why they do the things that they do. And I think as an empath, as someone with strong intuition, I can really more often than not understand where someone's coming from and kind of feel their intention, even if it's unspoken. And so I've been giving it some thought, some people that I've encountered online and in real life over the years who've said this, and I've seen it on people's social media posts where they're kind of bearing their soul. I just want to illuminate a few examples of how this takes place, how this sort of brokenness or, or unhealed state, how this fuels a lot of really bad behaviors that end up making you feel less loved and more unlovable. So let's back up a minute. The key statement that a lot of people want to refute is that you can't love another person, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. And more often than not, this is in the lens of romantic love. And I want to point out a few ways that this can pop up in life. When you don't love yourself, but you try to go about loving someone else, how that can go wrong. So two ways that this really comes up. The first one is in the way that people pursue dating apps. So... I think we can all agree that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone that believes in the energy of things, that knows that to be true, that believes in resonance, that believes in vibrational matching. And you are probably someone who can say, I think that, you know, true love, divine love can come from anywhere. It's about matching vibrations. It's about the divine timing of it all. So I'm not going to make a blanket statement that you can't find true love on a dating app. But the statement that I will make is everything starts with your own intention. And if you're out here with any amount of reluctance of, am I really lovable or not? Am I really someone that people want to date? Am I someone people want to give attention to? Am I desirable? Am I, you know, any question that's that's really you trying to have your worth or your, your lovable quotient assessed and appraised by outside people so that you can then accept it and love yourself on that level and find yourself that worthy. Anytime you set out on that foot, you're going to need to be prepared to find a lot of toxic behaviors that are, are from others that are latching on to that energy that you're putting out because you're moving in an uncertain, unworthy, am I lovable, maybe I'm unlovable sort of questioning energy. So the people that are going to match with you are people who are also, surprise, surprise, feeling that way about themselves. And I think everyone can agree that oftentimes in dating apps, the dynamic looks a lot like people just waking up, 
checking the app to see how many matches or swipes or approvals, you know, how many people find them attractive and interesting. Just wanting to see those numbers and getting that hit of validation. And my best friend and I had this talk a couple of days ago. We were just talking about it from a standpoint of like, what are people trying to do there? What's that emotional pull for them? And I I really don't think most at this stage, most dating apps aren't really built around helping you find the one. Of course, many are. I would lean more heavily towards actual human being matchmakers who leverage human intuition. Personally, have never done that, but that's the direction I would lean if I were looking rather than an app. Because I mean, at this point, I'm a technology product manager. I have been for a decade plus at this point, and I know how these things work. Really, the objectives, it would seem to me on the outside looking in, for a lot of dating apps is just more time spent in app, create some sort of, even if it's superficial and surface level, emotional appeal so that people want to keep logging in and want to log in daily and want to spend a lot of time in the app reviewing other people. And and I really think that a lot of people send a bunch of like swipes and approvals of other people's physical appearance, let's call it what it is, out into the ether so that they can hope to get the same back. And they probably look at their ratios. If I know weird, insecure human nature, people probably look at their own ratios. If I sent out 500 likes or, or swipes as approval, can you tell I've never downloaded and used a dating app? Um, and then they look at how many they got back and like probably sit and compare and measure with friends their ratios. My friends don't do that that I'm aware of, or at least they don't do it around me. But I, I'm willing to bet that that's a thing. And honestly, like how how insecure is that? And how unloving is that to do to other people to just look at people like sources of validation and that's what I'm talking about when you don't love yourself when you're going through the world what you think is love is really just validation and attachment more often than not to have your own emotional needs met so what I'm trying to say and what anyone who said you know if you don't love yourself you can't love another person. What they're trying to point out is you don't really know love until you can give it to yourself. You are sadly mistaken with what you feel you're giving to others is performance in order to receive. And this, you can go back to that example. It's kind of one in the same. People who don't love themselves but look for external relationships and look to get into relationships to receive love and perhaps to give something akin to love, those people are just like the people who are going out swiping to try to get swipes back. It's really just like a validation echo chamber. And if you you don't love yourself, like how could you ever give to another what you can't give yourself? How do you even know it's love that you're receiving if you can't even give it to yourself? And in this instance, what you're giving is often performance of what they call, you know, social psychologists call covert contracts, meaning you do nice things, do kind gestures, perhaps clean up after a partner, leave little love notes, cook them meals that were never asked for, uh, buy them little gifts and things, all in order to try to receive. So your covert contracts weren't actually loving or nice or kind. 
It's you doing things that you've convinced yourself are nice and kind and loving in order to receive. You were always more about receiving from your partner than you ever were about actually giving, which is the the big overarching statement as to why you can't ever love someone outside of you if you don't love yourself. Because you, only when you love yourself and you are all that you need and you give yourself all of that love, will you then just relax into a state of just wanting to share and give. And when two givers are together in relationship, so many beautiful things happen because it's a a perfect circuit. It's not this give and take, which can become toxic. It's a perfect circuit of, I enjoy giving to you, you enjoy giving to me, and the way you give to me fills my cup so that I can give to you. It's not really give and take, it's more give and give. And like I said, that's why I continue to say circuit. And so then, like we said, there's a few ways that this shows up, but the dating app arena is one of the key areas that it shows up. 